Hey, and welcome to Eliza Starting at 16. I'm Eliza Rubin, a 17-year-old girl living in Manhattan, and I am here to try to explain what's going on in the world of teenagers these days. So first of all, I'm outside again, so if you hear birds, that's what's going on. So I'd like to get back into my segment way of life, and the first segment this time is something I'm done with. And what I'm done with is marketers trying to pander to teenagers. I've noticed a lot that companies seem to think that if they speak like teenagers, maybe they'll fool us into doing what they want us to do. For example, the ACT is a standardized test, one of the ones that you often have to take if you want to get into college or if you even want to apply to college. And I was on Instagram the other day and I noticed that the ACT had an ad that was designed to look like it was on Snapchat. So there was the little doodling thing on Snapchat. You can kind of draw on your picture, write on it. And they had done that with a picture and they were really trying to use teenage slang to advertise the ACT. And that just kind of blew my mind because I was like, no matter how much you try to pretend you're a fun, cool thing, you're a standardized test. We're not taking you because you look cooler. The ACT is in competition with the SAT. So you pick one of the two to apply to college. So I guess maybe they were trying to get us to take the ACT over the SAT. But the reason people would pick one over the other is not which one seems like it understands teenagers better or which seems like it would advertise better. It's by what subjects they have and your testing style. So I didn't really understand. I thought that was kind of a waste of money, of their money, to try to get that ad on Instagram. I mean, pandering to us so obviously might even bother us because... I think we found it kind of insulting. A lot of my friends and I looked at that ad for a while and we were just like, this bothers us. Why does it bother us? And ultimately what we figured out is that really had that image of teenagers that it seems like a lot of adults have, which is that we're just so blinded by social media. We can't think of reality. Anything you do on social media will fool us. It's totally irrelevant what medium you use to advertise to us or how much slang you use that's irrelevant and I think whoever was in charge of marketing it did a really poor job because it just irked it just irked us all because it was so clearly irrelevant to the ACT how hip and up-to-date you look like you are if anything they should have advertised statistics how many people take the ACT how many people that take the ACT get into college how many people do well on the ACT things like that to me it seems like a lot of the time companies don't think through their advertisements to teenagers they don't think through what are they actually looking for what might they actually want out of this product they just assume that they understand which really when you think about it that makes no sense because teenagers as I say on this podcast all the time and as you know, is kind of motivation for my doing this podcast at all, are pretty complicated. We want different things all the time. We think about things differently than a lot of people. We're, we're in a, just a different stage of life than everyone around us. So you really got to think hard if you want to figure out how to advertise to us, which I mean, really, I said it before and I'll say it again. I would really love to help with that because it's so frustrating to see things and feel like nobody understands what we want out of products, out of services. Nobody understands what we're looking for. So instead, they end up going for what they assume we want based off of, you know, stereotypes about teenagers that maybe they see on TV or that they assume are true. So if I had been with those people marketing the ACT, I would have said statistics. 
Don't advertise it on Instagram. That's just an annoying place to see an ad for the ACT when you're just trying to scroll through your feed. There are so many ads on Instagram, but they're really not well thought out. A lot of the time, though, there will be ads for college services, things like, want to get into your dream college? Click here, click here, do this about college, do that about college. And we all get annoyed because we're like, we hear this all the time. Do you have to invade our social media too? A lot of the time our parents or our schools are in charge of that just as much as we are. So an ad on Instagram certainly isn't going to change anyone's mind. And in fact, an ad on Instagram might even make you seem less credible because why are you advertising on Instagram, a place where we look at memes and artistic photos and pictures of dogs. Another example of pandering that I saw was an ad from Clearasil. I think it was on Facebook and it had a picture of fingernails and on top of the fingernails were little like images of a Clearasil bottle. You know Clearasil the skincare I think skincare company and the ad said teenagers we don't know what you like so we made a bunch of videos go check them out which seems totally backwards to me. It, I mean, on the one hand, it was honest. It was like, we have no idea what teenagers like. Does that really sound like anything you would want to check out? An ad from a skincare, like, acne company saying, we don't know what you like, so we made videos? What possible videos could a skincare company have? It really doesn't sound very appealing to say, we didn't know what you liked, so we made some stuff. Go check it out. It sounds like it would be low quality and terrible. I even screenshotted it on my phone because I thought it was so absurd. We're not just dying to watch a million videos. It's not like we'll watch anything and do anything because we're so bored all the time. There are certain things that we want to see. There's so much stuff out there. As I frequently say, it's so overwhelming how much there is, so I'm really not going to waste my time clicking on an ad from an acne company just to see if there's an off chance that it might be interesting. Because I know if you advertise your videos for a company in an ad on Facebook that way, it's probably just gonna be about how great your products are and I'm not interested. Something else that I've noticed, which isn't even necessarily marketing, but in general, is when brands or even stores will decide to really try to capitalize on trends. So a lot of the time they'll use hashtags or they'll say selfie or try to provide a lot of opportunities for you to use social media to show your experience in the place or about the place and I think that takes away the fun of the reality of it. If I go into a store and the mirror says you know take a selfie I don't want to I think that and I think I speak for a lot of people because when stores are so obviously clearly trying to capitalize on something that we're using because we enjoy it it makes you enjoy it less it's frustrating to me because I see all these opportunities for you know if you need to capitalize on teenage things I see opportunities for that I, I mean I know that saying take a selfie isn't what's gonna get someone to take a selfie they're gonna take a selfie if there's a cool background so put a background in that's cool they'll be more likely to do it than just if you write the word selfie on a mirror and if there's one thing people always say about teenagers we tend to rebel so if we know that there's a giant company that's just trying to get us to do things because they want us to do things we're probably not gonna do it we see through you I just really wish that a lot of companies could have someone like my age just to ask is is this what we should be doing is this gonna backfire because the answer a lot of the time is probably it is gonna backfire and that's not what you should be doing I really wish I could help with that somehow because it's really frustrating to me and a lot of my peers so now something that I am obsessed with is a podcast called the worst idea of all time so the worst idea of all time is a podcast in which these two guys who are from New Zealand I think they're comedians um, they watched the movie Grown Ups 2, a notoriously horrible and Adam Sandler movie with a million famous comedians, yet somehow it still managed to be horrible. These guys watched that movie once a week, every week, for a year. And it is hilarious. It's not appropriate. 
for all ages, but it is really funny and I would definitely recommend it. You listen to it the first time and they seem like, they think, yeah, it's a terrible movie, but we'll get through it. And by like the third episode, you can hear their their minds deteriorating as it goes on and on. They get so upset with the movie. Their minds get skewed. They think things are funny that they know aren't funny, but they have no sense of reality anymore. It's really funny to listen to. I would definitely recommend it. And I think they've started doing other movies too after the first season, but I'm on episode like seven I think and I've binge listened to it because it's really funny I mean it's also kind of heartbreaking because you know they're so devastated by their decision and how horrible this movie is they keep saying over and over like why did we do this why are we doing this what's the point this is the worst movie ever I, I listened to it so often that I started thinking in a New Zealand accent because I had listened to it all day long as I was traveling around New York doing my job I would definitely recommend that so as you guys know I have a segment called ask a teenager which I've started recently. It's any questions you have for me or for teenagers in general, I will do my best to answer. And so far, I've been able to answer all of them, I believe. So if you have any questions, you can email me at elizastarting at gmail.com and ask me a question. And I'll either answer it via email or I'll answer it on the podcast. But I swear I'll respond. But I swear I'll respond. I love getting your emails. I say it every time, but it's true. And this week, one of the emails I got was, what makes me like a school on a college tour? And I know that's a super specific question because everyone likes a different kind of college. I'm a liberal artsy college kind of person. I'm obsessed with my city. So my family and I are kind of talking about, you know, should I stay in the city? Should I leave the city for a few years if I'm eventually going to return for sure? Um, But one of the things in general that just makes me really like a school is friendliness. And that seems like maybe a small thing or maybe it seems like a big thing. But of all the colleges I've visited, and there are a few and more to come as the summer goes on, the ones I've liked best are the ones where when I'm going on a tour, all the people around campus say hey to the person who's leading the tour. They all seem invested in the college. They all seem like they really like it. I think enthusiasm is the number one thing that makes me want to go to a school. When you hear about a school, you hear that everyone is miserable. They have no fun. It's a really good education, but it's just really unpleasant and people are staying up all night and crying because they have so much hard, hard work. And for me, I want a school that's going to give me an excellent education, obviously, but I also want to really like it. I want to have a good, happy time at college. I don't want to spend my nights crying because I have too much work. And one of the things that I think is a huge part of that is obviously the people. The thing that really has made me want to go to the schools that I've toured at, if I have wanted to go, is seeing people, seeing students on the streets walking around campus who seem happy, who are talking to each other, who are smiling, who say hi to my tour guide. That really gives me a sense of like people want to be here. When people are walking by themselves all the time, when they seem like they're in a rush, when nobody says hi to anyone, that kind of gives me a weird feeling of like, maybe this isn't so great. But when you ask people and they seem like they genuinely really love their school, and often you can tell that by if they have a lot of school gear, which is interesting, but you definitely can tell, it really just makes a school seem like maybe this is a place I could see myself. And I look through the books that the colleges always have. They have like magazines and books for themselves laying out in the waiting room. If you heard that slap, that was me slapping a fly off of me. Oh my gosh, go away. And you can see their clubs and if they look like they're having fun. I might not speak for everyone, but I'm definitely speaking for myself and a lot of my friends when I say that enthusiasm, enthusiasm and happiness to be where you are is something I really look for and it's surprisingly clear I think when you're walking around and one thing that I also always ask my tour guide is why did you choose this school and a lot of the time 
The answer that they give can really tell you what the school is like, and it'll answer a lot of your questions. So that's some advice. So if you have any questions for me, email me at elizastarting at gmail.com and follow my Instagram to see things that I talk about. Lately, I posted a picture of all my highlighters, which is way too many. So I'm Eliza Starting on Instagram and Eliza Starting at Gmail. If you have any questions, you can always email me or anything at all you want to talk about. I've been known to send pictures of dogs back and forth. Email me, follow me. I'll see you in a week, and who knows what we'll be into by then. <laughs>